The multimedia or premium edition of the Succeeding as a Management Consulting books are very, very different from the basic edition, which is the mining and resources versions about Goldie, the Brazilian gold mining company. And I think it's important to understand how we've designed these books to understand the completeness, the comprehensiveness of what we've put together here. The first version, the Mining and Metals book, was, was a very detailed overview of... Um, what goes into a consulting project. You could follow that book to do a consulting project. But it was written for a variety of audiences, I believe. It was written for people who wanted to understand management consulting. It was written for people who were at McKinsey. It was written for people who were at Deloitte and Accenture. And our feeling was that when you write a book for multiple audiences, you serve everyone well, but you don't serve everyone perfectly. And the multimedia or premium editions of succeeding as a management consultant is serving one client and that is practicing management consultants right whether you're a practicing consultant at McKinsey BCG or Bain or whether you are a consultant within your own organization and you want to truly understand the excessive detail that goes into a project and you want to be able to follow that project in real time so I'm going to talk to you about how we set up these projects and why they are so different. So I think the first starting point is that the premium edition of Succeeding as a Management Consulting books are based on real engagement. So they are based on real engagement. So how does this work? Well, each year, well, I wouldn't say each year, I think it's more like each six to nine months, if you pay attention to firms consulting, you know we're always traveling quite excessively, right? So what we do is we approach or sometimes clients send us a fairly large organization or an iconic business. An iconic business could be like a museum or a, um, a, a public sector agency and so on, right? That is off, that is struggling, usually in emerging markets. They don't have the budgets for what they're trying to do. And they are struggling and they need help. So what we offer to do is we offer to bring in the full resources of a typical BCG or, or you know McKinsey or whatever uh, engagement team and to conduct a full strategy engagement or operations engagement, whatever the issue may be, for whatever their most pressing issue would be, right? Now, it's a full team, right? So we've got something like six people deployed there full-time, working there for about two to three months, um, sometimes even four months, although only one project went that long. I think we try to keep it to two to three months. Three months is ideal. Two months manageable, right? Now, we don't bull the client for these substantial engagements at all. We, we sometimes bull at cost in the sense that we don't bull for our time, but we bull the cost of traveling there and potentially staying there. But again, Sometimes we don't even do that for some of these clients. It depends on the client. Each client is different. Some clients we we foot the entire bill, and we have a full firms consulting team of associates, our principals, um, and some of our senior partners are also involved as the subject matter experts, and also the senior person engaging the board. Or sometimes the principal serves that role as well. Sometimes I lead the project. Sometimes another partner leads the project. Right. Now, what does a client get out of this? Well, the client gets access to a full-fledged consulting engagement, right? But in return, they sign a release allowing us to firstly record the entire engagement, use all of the material, use all of the data, 
to package this as one of the say book in inverted commas because as I'll explain it's not a book but as a training package that we then make available to our clients at consulting firms worldwide the only thing we never agree to do is to disclose the true identity of the client so for example if a book was actually set in let's say for example for a Polish company we will change the book and set it in a Romanian country. We'll, we'll change the currencies, we'll change the locations. We, we set them in geographically similar regions so that we don't have to make a lot of changes to the material, right? And if, if the client was actually in Japan, we'll never say the client was in America because then the, 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 the consumer segmentation issues are very different, the economic issues are very different. So what we'll do is we'll find a country that is really really similar and set the book but we'll never set the book in the country where it actually was done we'll alter the currencies we'll alter the locations we'll change a few identifying features but enough so that the you know client can never be identified now so these are real projects that we are doing we're running them uh, once every uh, six to nine months and then it takes us about five months to put together the material for the book sometimes it takes us even longer up to nine months to put together the material for the book because there's just so much now these books are multimedia books because what we've done is when we arrive at the scene we bring a recording team right so every day or sometimes every week it gets tiring to do it every day the team members will put together a video diary of what they've done for the day the problems they are facing to get the engagement done um, what issues they are facing and how they think the project's going to run. For some of the engagements, we've done it on a daily basis. For logistical reasons, we could do it. For others, we've kept the video diaries to every two days, every three days, in some cases, every week, right? Now, the other thing we've done is that we've set up the project's folders by week. So in week one, you could see everything the business case team did. So let's assume they're working, they started the Excel modeling in week one, right? In week one, there's a week one version of the Excel model. And there's also a week two version of the Excel model. So you can see what changes they made from week one to week two. And there's a guide for these models. So at the end of week one, we have these very nice um, Word documents explaining what it is we wanted to achieve in week one and why what's our plan for week two and how we plan to take it forward and for each of the excel models and the powerpoint slides as well we have videos where the team is talking to you through how they constructed the the um, excel model why they chose to simplify some of the model why they chose to make others complicated some of the challenges they are facing how they plan to overcome them how they collected data um, uh, that they needed, how they made adjustments to the model for data they couldn't find and so on. All of the interviews, all of the focus interviews we conduct with the client, customer, stakeholders, we store it. We change the original names obviously to protect the identities, but let's assume we interviewed someone called Max 17 times. We're not going to, so we'll change Max names to Edward and there'll be 17 interviews for Edward, right? So you can track all of the movement of the data through the slides and through the PowerPoint files, but we just protect the identity of the individuals. Same thing with the PowerPoint analysis. You can see in week one all of the PowerPoint analysis we put together, all of the update slides we put together. If I, for example, was in some of these projects, I actually led them. Uh, if I was, for example, um, working on a board update pack, 
over three weeks, you can see what I did in day one, in day two, in day three, because it's highlighted to see the changes I made. All of the client presentations we put together are available. All of the client videos, and let me explain what a client video is here. We, 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 did, we, we obviously cannot divulge the identity of the client, so what we did is we brought in some actors to play the role of clients. They do a pretty good job, I might say, because they do meet the clients, um, get a feel. They're sitting at some of our meetings so they can see what the clients are like. We also pick actors from those countries so they have the similar accents, they understand the issues, and so on. And in some situations, even some of the employees of the organization did the acting, right? Obviously, the client agreed to this, right? Photos of the room layout so you can see the way we laid out the room for the project and so on, right? Now, the books are, are popular, obviously, because of the amount of detail we put into them, but we do restrict the availability of our books because we would prefer if they you know, were used by practitioners of the industry. So, we do decline to sell the books to some people if we think it's a little bit of overkill for them. So, typical people who use these books are the major consulting firms. Um, you know, a whole variety of organizations. We've written books about the Mexican government's um, uh, operations, written books about the South African government's operations. So, you know, um, employees and policy-making entities from those governments do use our books. So, a wide variety of um, uh, clients. Now, you know, we spoke a little bit about what happens, or what material we have in the book. Maybe let's just go through a broader list here. There's the book itself, which is approximately 300 pages. Some of the books are longer, some of them are shorter, but I think they, the range is somewhere from about 270 to about 380 pages, right? So the book itself, which is quite a lot of detail. Then we do have podcasts of authors' notes and explanations. So some places we would present a podcast explaining what we've done and why we've done it. For example, you know, if we had to... Um, if we held a executive meeting with a client. Now, some of these things we couldn't record because the actual client is there. But we would then talk through in detail what happened in the meeting, how we managed the meeting. And these podcasts were done in real time. So they weren't put together like six months later where we've forgotten the detail. The rule is that the recordings are done the same day or at least within the you know twenty four hours so that all of the rich details that we had, you know, seen in the meeting but we may forget in a few weeks are captured in those podcasts. Beyond that and you know there's more than sixty five, there's sometimes a hundred podcasts, sometimes more podcasts, but on average it's about sixty five, right? Same with the videos. There's about 45, but in some of the books, there's up to 80 videos showing you how we built the income statement of the model, showing you how we built the balance sheet of the model, showing you how we put together the performance review of the consultants, showing you how we designed a workshop, right? And where the clients were not involved in the room, we were able to videotape a mock workshop session to show you how we would actually run that, right? Again, we have Excel models. All of them are completely editable and fully functional, which means that you could download the model, you can make changes to it and use it yourself, right? The models are quite detailed. Um, because of the projects we picked, we weren't in a situation where we were doing high-level models. A lot of them involved some kind of valuation, a divestiture, or trying to figure out the you know cash flows generated by this particular business unit. PowerPoint documents, they you know they are seventy-five what I call client-ready documents. That means they are final documents. That's what a client-ready document is. They are documents that we had put together 
for the client. There are also more non-client ready stuff. For example, if I was working on a PowerPoint document over three days, over three weeks, the PowerPoints that would be in folder for week for week one and the folder in week two are non-client ready. They are draft versions. So you have those and then on top of that you have the client ready version of that, the final version. And you can track this. You can see how we put together the numbers. There's a guide sheet talking you through how we put together things. There's also a podcast explaining how you need to use this. And in some cases, there are also you know, a video showing you how to use them. There's about 200 supporting data documents. Here we were very careful in the sense that we wanted to give you the actual data we used so that when you are trying to replicate the model if you wanted to go back and look at the actual data you could do this again we we scrubbed out client information so on some of the data you'll see there's some blanked out or, or you know um, redacted parts of the sheets done deliberately we had to be very careful about that um, but that was I don't think it's such a big issue I mean no one's ever worried about that in any of the clients who have used the models they've had no issues putting together and using the Excel documents and PowerPoint documents you know based on the data we've provided as I mentioned we've got um, interviews with the client and the consulting team um, there's a lot of videos there it's 20 on average some of them up to 40 so you can understand different parts for example you know each of the client each of the um, consulting team members talk about they do a short video at the beginning talking about what they're expecting to be the project what they expect the project to be like and as we progress through week and week they start giving more and more feedback at the midpoint how they think it's going whether they think we will achieve the goals and so on and like any like all of our um, material there's an online forum for you to interact with the editors and other subscribers now the one point I will make here is that you know they, the the material is meant to be standalone. It's not as if you can reach out to firms consulting and we're going to provide support on the material. The material is meant to be standalone. Like the consulting offer, we 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 interact with the readers if we think um, it's going to be useful, and if we have time. But if we don't have time, we expect the material to work on its own basis. The other thing to remember is that all clients subscribing to the premium edition must sign a binding non-disclosure agreement. We would prefer if our material was not shared publicly on the internet. All firms consulting clients sign a non-disclosure agreement to prevent our material from being distributed on the internet. Uh, the other thing is that all of the documents that is made available to premium clients come with a tracking tag that is linked to the owner of that subscription. So when you when you buy these books, you are basically subscribing to the material for a period of one year. You are not buying access to it, right? Um, and once that one year subscription is up, you still have access to the material, but you know it's up to us in terms of how we will continue to, to support that. So just be aware of that. We haven't decided, we've never asked for clients to, subs to renew their subscription or anything like that at this point, uh, but we may choose to do that in the future.